Look, we go southwest through here. We cut the journey in half. What, through the forest? Yeah, why not? Club members, and welcome back to another exciting meeting of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. We're a podcast slash internet community slash group of internet hags, <laughs> group of psycho internet witches. <laughs> and we meet here every week and we talk about scary movies, tarot cards. Sometimes go check out our tarot episode if you want your tarot read. Ariana read your tarot, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, want to talk about the moon. Want to talk about Barbarian. We love talking about Barbarian. We'll talk about Barbarian every day, but not today, unless you want to. But today we are talking about, what are we talking about, Ariana? We are talking about the ritual. The ritual. The winner of our campy horror movie poll. Um, what else was on that poll? Sleepaway Camp, a.k.a. Kate's favorite movie. Oh, my God. Why won't you guys vote for Sleepaway Camp? <laughs> this is the second time Sleepaway Camp has had an entire poll created around it <laughs> and lost. And it keeps <laughs> losing. It keeps losing. <laughs> guys, vote for Sleepaway Camp. Ariana hasn't seen it. <laughs> we need to talk about it. It was it was this. It was Sleepaway Camp. Oh, it was Evil Dead, the original. Oh, yeah. And Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead, the 1981 Evil Dead, which we actually haven't covered. Sorry, that's yeah. embarrassing. The new one, though, right? We covered the new one. We covered the new one. OK. Uh, yeah. But the ritual won by like not a lot. Barely anything. Yeah. Barely. It barely beat out Evil Dead and Sleepaway Camp, as we all know, is dead last. So always. I think it was dead last. It was what? On the 80s nostalgia poll? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was also last on that one as well. Yeah, the club has spoken. They, no one wants to talk about it. A couple people Kate's do. Like, but what if we do another <laughs> poll? And it's just sleepaway camp, sleepaway camp, killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you guys want to watch, I'm easy. I was, I was happy that the ritual won, though. Yeah, me too. I was, I was, um, like respectfully happy because I really like this movie. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, I, I already, I just told Ariana, but I've seen this movie three times now. It's a Netflix original. I watched it when it came out back in. Ooh, what was it? Was it 2020? I should know this. I have. I think it's 2017. Oh, that sounds right. 2017 sounds right. And it's terrifying to me because we, as we've already said, it's a camping movie, and camping scares the shit out of me. Wait, does it? Yeah, I'm terrified of camping. What scares you specifically? Uh, everything. Just the vulnerability? Everything. Yeah, of course. Everything that's in the woods trying to eat me and kill me and impale me and murder me and skin me. Yikes. So, yeah, um, I don't camp. I glamp. That's great. I love that. You camp, though. I don't mind camping at all. You love camping. But I will say last time I went camping, I went with a group of my friends and we went with their dogs and the entire night we heard coyotes <gasps> howling and I was sleeping in a tent by myself with my friend's dog and that dog was on high alert all night and I was like you better be ready to protect yeah me. you better protect us that's why you're <laughs> here <laughs> it was really scary mm, yeah I'm good <laughs> I'm good I'm just gonna stay at home I will go outside enjoy the daylight and leave before the bears come to eat me <laughs> or whatever whatever's going on in this movie because there's some stuff going on in the woods, you guys. There's some stuff. There's some stuff. So um, first, I just want to talk about, we've, we've called this movie Camping Horror, um, and that's not very spoilery, but we are going to spoil this movie because this movie is about so much more than camping. 
there's so much more scary things than coyotes. There's some shit that goes down. I completely forgot that this movie was even about camping at all. Because when Kate sent me the what she wanted on the poll, I was like, how are these related to camping? <laughs> and she was like, they're literally hiking and camping through the woods. And I was like, oh... I totally forgot about that. A tent gets yeeted into the sky. Like, it's very yeah. much about camping. It's a camping <laughs> trip. Yeah, she tried to challenge me. She's like, that's not about camping. It is. To be fair, for some reason, when you said campy horror, the first thing that came into my mind was like summer camp, like Friday the 13th, like that type of vibe. I didn't think like camping, like going camping. Well, <laughs> I wanted to do a summer camp poll and again, just have it be sleepaway camp. But I was like, that it's going to piss people <laughs> off. So I decided to make a, a pun out of it and <laughs> broaden my horizons a little bit. I love it. Um, but <laughs> before we get into this movie, we are going to spoil it. So we're going to spoil this movie. There's a lot to spoil about it. Go watch it on Netflix. It's really fucking good. Go watch it and then come back. It is really good. I can't believe this is a Netflix original. I know because Netflix original, I swear it used to mean something like it used to be like they would have a couple of movies that were their little projects and they would do really cool things with it. And Netflix original does not mean that anymore, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Are you saying that Netflix originals are not good anymore? Correct. I'm saying that they are. Oh. I'm saying they're not reliably high quality productions. That's true. That's what I'm That's saying. That's very true. I think they're focusing on quantity over quality these days. Yeah, I think so too. But every now and then you get a banger like the ritual. So that was like 2017, though. Peak Netflix original. Isn't that when like Bridgerton came out and stuff? Bridgerton? No, I don't think so. Oh. Bridgerton only came out like a couple years ago. 2017. Oh, my God. This is five years ago. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, they made a Netflix movie. It's American. No, actually, it's a British made movie. Yes. But it's an American director. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So most of the cast is British with um, a couple of exceptions, but the director is David Bruckner and he's American and he directed one other movie that I had seen. Have you seen The Night House? No, I haven't. Oh, you would like The Night House. Oh, really? <laughs> you would really like The Night House. Ooh. Uh, the Night House is a 2020 psychological horror movie. Um, you would really like it. And uh, it's got similar aesthetic to it. It definitely has very, very similar direction uh, to this movie. Very okay. dark, very moody. This movie is all about atmosphere. It's very eerie. Um, it's very angsty. It's yeah. very <laughs> male cast angst. Like, I think there's only one or two female characters this whole movie. Yeah, well, it's about like a, a group of, it's like a guy's trip, right? <laughs> so yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I didn't want any men and bridesmaids, so <laughs> I'm okay <laughs> I with did. it. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, I like this. I, but why don't, why don't you like explain what this movie is about? Yeah, I have a movie teaser. Oh, perfect. A group of college friends reunite for a hiking trip in Sweden after the death of their close friend but are stalked by an ancient monster. Dun dun. Yeah. Dun, dun. I didn't know there was a monster in this movie. Did you know there was a monster in this movie? I did not. When I first saw it, I, I had no idea. I thought it was going to be basically a knockoff Blair, Blair Witch. Witch. <laughs> yeah. I was not expecting the monster. I thought it was going to be like boys trip Blair Witch. And I was like, ooh, yeah. this will be good. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'll like this. And then there is a fucking monster in a cult. And it's a cool ass monster, too. It's fucking cool. Should we talk about the monster now? No, we shouldn't. No, no, we we shouldn't. shouldn't. But I have a lot to say. I cannot wait to describe this monster to you guys. Yes. But first, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We haven't talked about the most important part. Genre. Genre. What do you got? Well, camping horror, I think, is the obvious one. Yes. Cult horror. It was a good one. Cult for sure. Um, This one, this... I think that the vibe of this movie, though, like it's, you know, it's woods horror, it's cult horror, it's all, it's guys horror, whatever. But for me, it's what the fuck is in here with us horror. Mm, Yeah. Which is one of my favorite kinds of horror where we're like in an environment that we're being stalked or there's something going on, but we don't know what it is and we don't see it. And then you get like a big reveal. Yes. Yeah. I agree. The Descent would be Mm -hmm. another good one. The Descent. I've always told you to watch this and I really wanted to do this one, but it reminded me of Annihilation. Have you seen that one? I have seen Annihilation. Holy shit. It's similar, I think. Annihilation fucked me up. Of course you did. You like that twisty shit. Oh, I love it. Oh my God, (laughs) that messed me up for like a while. (laughs) Like I still think (laughs) about it. It's so good. Every movie that Ariana likes has given me like trauma. (laughs) Like, I've talked to my therapist about every movie Ariana has made me watch. I haven't even showed you the worst ones. I show you the ones that I think you'll like. You thought I'd like Melancholia? Yeah. Oh, my God. It it put me into, like, a two-week depression. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's so many more I need to show you. I can't wait. Nick has to be there, too, though. Yeah, I can't be unsupervised for any of your recommendations. I think Nick enjoys my recommendations. Me and Nick are, like, on the same wavelength with horror movies, I feel like. Oh, for sure. Nick is my husband, you guys. And Nick is, like, on the exact same way. He likes that psychological horror shit. Yeah. He loves the ritual. Yeah. He actually saw this before me. Yeah, because you like the ritual. So he likes the ritual. That's perfect. I like any horror movie that is semi-based on personal growth, personal trauma, like Babadook, Midsummer, Hereditary. Yes. The Descent. Descent. I feel like that's like a very late 2010s vibe where they're like, oh, wait, why are we creating monsters when we all live with (laughs) our own shit every day? Let's make that a part of it, which I feel like plays a big role in what movies I like. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That, yeah. I think that you should talk to your therapist about that one. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Apologies if you guys hear my dogs um, losing their marbles downstairs. It looks like someone is trying to deliver a package and they do not want him to deliver the package. Oh, it'll stop soon. Is that Xander barking? It's Xander barking because Xander's territorial. And then it's Charlie barking because Charlie doesn't want to get left out. Aww. He's so stumpy. He can't even see what's going on. So. <laughs> He's like, what's going on? It's like, I'm here too. <laughs> like, go to bed, old man. Oh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. But back to the descent. Wait, no, that's not what we're covering. Back to the <laughs> ritual. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. It was. It definitely was. They're very similar. They're so similar. Honestly, shot for shot, but with... Male cast. Yeah. Female cast. The all-female cast, PTSD yeah. group trip. All-male yes. cast, PTSD group trip. One goes in a cave, one goes in the woods. Honestly. Very it's exactly similar. The, it's exactly the same. And I liked The Descent, so. Me too. <laughs> like this. I'm going to, we'll have to decide when we rank at the end which one we like better. That's going to be tough. Oof. Oof. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah. I mentioned, we'll find out. I mentioned it was a, um, American director, but the rest of the cast is pretty much British. So we have Joe Barton who wrote it. This is pretty much the only thing that I know of that he's written, which is 
surprising because this is very, very well written. But, you know, it was a book first. Oh, really? Yeah. So this was a novella that came out in 2011. It was written by this guy, Adam Neville. It's pretty short. It's less than 500 pages. A couple of our club members had listened to it and they mentioned it on Instagram. That's the only reason I knew to look that up. Uh, oh, wow. But I did look it up and I looked up um, kind of the plot differences. And overall, the plot is extremely similar. It's like very, very similar. True, This movie is very true to the novella. Um, and the book was super, super well received. And it had very much the same like tone, pacing, characters, most of the main story beats with a few exceptions that don't really matter, in my opinion. Wow, that's pretty cool. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool that a book was was able to be translated so well to film because usually they have to take a lot of artistic liberties looking at you Stephen King and your ridiculous books <laughs> they're ridiculous and cannot go on film um and then yeah most of the cast is British I I recognized a couple of them did you recognize any of them yeah the main guy yeah um I think it's I don't know how to say his name Rafe Spall yeah that sounds right is that how you say it Luke not Rafe Rafe is it Rafe <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Oh, God. I, I don't know. I'm not British. Well, oh, wait, I am a little bit. I should know this. My, <laughs> my grandmother's British. But yeah, he plays Luke, who's the main character. Um, he is in Prometheus, Life of Pi, and then uh, an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Black Mirror is where I saw him from, like to the point where I saw his face and I was like, this guy was in something I've seen. And I looked it up and... He is in one of my favorite Black Mirror episodes. It's called White Christmas. I haven't seen that one, actually. It also has John Hamm in it. It's so fucking good. I love John Hamm. <laughs> it's like a an episode that has like three different stories in one. Oh, I like that. But one of them fucked me up real good. Oh, I still think about it all the time. Black Mirror is so hardcore. Oh, I know. I made a list. I was making a list today for a friend of like, these are the Black Mirror episodes that you need to watch. Yeah. White Christmas wasn't on there because I skipped it because I usually think Christmas specials are bad. It wasn't about Christmas. Okay. I mean. Okay. Yeah. So I, I should watch it. You should definitely watch it. I mean, I'm into really anything that like fucks with like artificial intelligence and shit like that. And that's what this was very heavy. Just like as an aside, what if we did like a little mini episode that's just like Black Mirror stuff? <gasps> That'd be so good. If you guys are interested uh, in that, email us nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com or on our website and let us know which episodes we should cover. Yes. I feel like our listeners really would love that. If you haven't seen Black Mirror, highly recommend. I love Black Mirror. Go watch Black Mirror and skip the skip the first one and come back to it. Yes. Skip the first one and come back to it. I'm pretty sure also that it's mandatory for UK actors to like maintain their citizenship. They have to either be on Black Mirror <laughs> or they have to be on Game of Thrones. <laughs> Really? Or they get kicked out. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Luke. We have Arshur Ali who plays Phil. Um, I liked him a lot. I thought he was an interesting character. And he's mostly a theatrical actor. Which one's Phil again? He's um, I think he's the Pakistani guy. Okay, okay, okay. And yes. he's mostly a theatrical actor. And he's a, I looked him up. He's a regular lead actor in London at the Royal Shakespeare Company. So that's oh wow. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um Robert James Collier, he plays Hutch. He's Thomas Barrow in Downton Abbey. I haven't seen Downton Abbey, oh. but I'm sure my mom would be thrilled to know he is in this movie. I could see that. He's definitely pretty attractive. I think so. I think he's pretty. I think yeah. he's conventionally attractive. Yeah. Then there's Sam Trofton, who plays Dom. Dom is my personal favorite character. <laughs> definitely the comic relief. He's great. He's the character who immediately twists his ankle, complains the entire time that they should, should have gone to Vegas. <laughs> 
He's not a team player at all. He's super whiny. Not at all. But I really like Starts him. Starts drama constantly. Constantly starting shit. <laughs> Complaining. Yeah. Talking about how he wishes he was hanging out with his wife. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. I like Aww. you. I know. I like Dom. Yeah. And then there's one actor who is from New Zealand. And that is Rob, the dead friend. He's from oh, New Zealand. okay. And okay. I was like, what, what has he been in? Uh, not a lot, but he owns a commercial property investment company in New Zealand. Oh. And he's a drummer in a New Zealand-based rock band. Of course. Who isn't? Who isn't, right? We, we're, we all <laughs> wish that we were drummers. I, I do wish I was a drummer or a bassist. A bassist. <laughs> Lapid a bass. Bassists are so cool. Yeah. But I don't um, know how to play an instrument, so. Same. Other than the piano, which is like, dink. <laughs> we're not the, cool enough. That's the, no, it's not very sexy. <laughs> And because this is a Netflix movie, we don't have like a box office return on investment because it didn't do like a classic box office and they never tell me how much it costs. So your guess is as good as mine. But I will say that they spent a decent amount of money. I'm sure they did. I'm going to guess. I'm sure they did. That monster looks fucking incredible. Fucking cool. Fucking sick, bro. So good. Yeah. But we'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there. So excited to talk about that. I have so much to say. Say it. No. We can't say it yet. No, no. We have to lead up to it. Uh, like you're watching the movie. Uh, I want to talk about it right now. Okay, fine. We're packing. We're we're getting ready to go to Sweden. That's where it is, right? Sweden? Yep. Yeah. It was. Well, it was filmed in Romania. It was filmed in Romania. It was filmed in the Carpathian Mountains in Romania. But I don't know any different. So it looks like Sweden to me. <laughs> so we're packing up. We're going camping in Sweden. Ariana, take it away. Tell us about this take movie. Take it away. All right. So we're going to start off with five guy friends from college and they're at a bar. And just to kind of paint the picture, they're all like in their mid 30s. So they're like young. Yeah. You know, um, Luke is the main character played by Rafe Spall, Dom, Hutch, Rob, Phil, the uh, rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to decide where to go on their boys trip. And Rob really wants to go hiking in Sweden, but the rest of the guys kind of shut him down in favor of other places like Amsterdam, Vegas, Belgium. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At the end of the night, the five of them stop at a liquor store and Luke, the main character, and Rob go inside without the knowledge that the store is actually undergoing a robbery. And Luke is able to like duck behind a row of bottles, but Rob is targeted by the people robbing the store. And they ask for his wedding ring and he refuses Mm. and they basically hit him over the head and kill him in front of Luke. Just like really traumatic for him, obviously. Very sad way to start a movie, but I will say like we talked about, I love a horror movie that complicates things further by a personal trauma. Oh my God. Um, And definitely is, you know, the biggest motivator for Luke the rest of the movie, I would say. Oh, it plays a sure. big role in his character development. Yeah, and not going to get too spoily, but uh, the monster uses that information to his advantage. Yeah. That trauma mm-hmm. to his advantage. Damn, yeah. that's th- that was really sad. <laughs> that was really sad. Also, you know, you guys know this, PSA, just give him your fucking ring. Oh my God, I know. I guarantee your wife would rather you come home without a ring than not come home. Oh my God, I know. So sad. Give them everything it's- they want. Jeez, yeah. Ugh. That actually, this is really sad, but that happened to my my doctor when I was younger, like my pediatrician, like someone held him up at gunpoint <gasps> in Florida, of course. Of course. And ended up killing him for his <gasps> car. Oh my God. I know. Really Ariana, sad. that's so sad. And he was like a younger guy too. He was only like in his mid-30s. Oh he wasn't my like, God. All for yeah. a car. 
I know. That's and he was stupid. like on a date with a girl that he just met. And it was like so sad. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. This is anyway, this is why so. I don't leave the house. And I train my dogs to attack the Amazon delivery people. <laughs> Gotta stay <laughs> this safe. This is why your dogs are barking at the Amazon delivery guy. <laughs> That's why they're feral. <laughs> I encourage it. Uh, for real, though. Just give them anything they want. Whatever they want. It doesn't matter. Things can be replaced. I always keep like uh, loose doubloons just in case I need to toss them for distraction. What's that? Oh, you know, like what a leprechaun would find in a pot. <laughs> I just keep like a bunch of those <laughs> ready to toss them at a moment's notice. A decoy wallet. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and it just has a picture of me flipping the bird in it. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, bitch. Don't do that. Don't antagonize <laughs> the bully. Do not. No, I definitely keep my stuff in different places. Like I'll put like different pockets. Like if I'm wearing a jacket, I'll put it in my jacket pocket, some in my purse. That way it's like, if you take my phone, I still have my credit card. Yeah. Or if you take my credit card, I still have my phone. Like, I don't know. You have to split it up. I Just like a genuine question for our male audience. Do you guys think of stuff like this? I really do want to know. Because Nick doesn't, mm-hmm. but Nick does, you know, Nick isn't afraid of anything when he should be. So I want to know if other, <laughs> of, if other men like take these precautions, because you should. That's a good question. You really yeah. should. You really should. I feel like the answer is no, but you know, that's me just speculating. Mm. Well, <laughs> listen, listen to us and don't do what Rob did. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. So everyone's traumatized, obviously. So six <laughs> months later. I'm so, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's upset. Everyone's upset as they should be <laughs> yeah go from such a dire moment to anyway so they're all sad about it and <laughs> you know how this works kate i do you know how i roll i do that's how ariana <laughs> that's why ariana watches these movies because she just processes it for a minute and then she's good she keeps moving and then i move on <laughs> i'm like i'll be depressed the rest of this recording because of this <laughs> fictional shit that i already knew happened and I'm like, poor Rob. Oh, man. It was a it was a hard scene to watch, though. Oh. There was definitely a lot of blood. So if you're squeamish, you know, get your hands ready to cover your eyes. Yeah, cover them peepers. Yeah. It's also oh. very realistic. It was just like very, very realistic. Oh, it's, yeah, it's super like realistic. The harsh, too. the harsh fluorescent lighting of the convenience store, of the liquor store. Yes, Ugh. it's very traumatizing. And you can see like when Luke is looking at his, he's holding a, a bottle of vodka that's presumably made of glass or something. Mm-hmm. And he's considering using it as a weapon and sitting there and he's almost like, he's you know, deciding what to do. And then it's too late. And it's definitely really realistic. Truly hard sad. to watch. Yeah. I just want you to know, Ariana, if this happened, I would jump on them like a squirrel monkey and just claw, oh, would you? I would just claw their face off. <laughs> We've had this conversation before. Like what kind of like in the moment are you like freeze, fight, Light. I want to think I'm fight. I really do. Yeah. I want to think I'm fight. Yeah. So I so I practice I that behavior. <laughs> I stay aggressive just in case. <laughs> you got to stay heightened just in case you need to use your your claws. Adrenaline. <laughs> I'm definitely fight. We oh, all know for that. Sure. Yeah, you're fight when you when you don't need to be. I'm coming for someone. I come for people when they don't when even don't, need when me you to don't come need for them. to. <laughs> oh, I wanted to tell the club Ariana saved a life yesterday. I mean, she saves lives every day. She's a veterinarian, but <laughs> Ariana saved a human life. She saved a human life. She performed the Heimlich maneuver on a person and shot steak out of their mouth, a la Mrs. Doubtfire, and saved their Guys, life. They were purple. It happens. It happens just like the movies. It shoots out of their mouth and flies across the room. And then <laughs> Sally Fields is really mad at you. <laughs> 
you guys go learn the Heimlich because you might get to save a life. But yeah, just a round of applause for Ariana for saving a human life yesterday. No big deal. Oh, man. Yeah. So I know that your fight would work. I know that you would. I'm not. I feel safe around you. <laughs> yeah. It's the cost of living at, you know, key anxiety 100% of the time. Yeah. That's you just got to stay heightened. Got to stay heightened. <laughs> <laughs> Be ready. <laughs> Woohoo. Uh, anyway, yay, back to these sad wellness. fuckers. Back to the sad <laughs> boy trip. All right. So it's six months later. There's four remaining friends and they're going on the hike that Rob wanted to go through you know, go on. That's Bruce very Whedon. sweet. In honor of him, which is very nice. Um, Ultimately, a poor decision. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so they get to the top of the mountain that they're climbing and they build like a a cairn, which is a word that I learned for this. <laughs> Basically like a <laughs> cairn. I literally wrote cairn like cairn terrier. <laughs> <laughs> like the dog. <laughs> like the dog yeah so there's uh, it's like a mound of rocks and they built a memorial for this guy it's really sweet it's really cute they take a drink for him and then they pour one out to him that's really sweet the next morning it's like storming and storming we love a thunderstorm love a thunderstorm in a horror movie and we get one (laughs) there's a lot of storms in this movie yeah woodsy very witchy very witchy sets the witchy vibes for sure Mm -hmm. So Dom injures his knee. Dom is my favorite. Yeah. The whiny one. So, yeah. So basically, and I'm sure you feel the same way, but you know how like in It where all of the kids have just like amazing male banter the entire movie and it's like freaking hilarious yeah, to watch. Yeah. That's like the whole first half of this movie. Yes. Like before shit gets crazy, it's like some good fucking banter. Yeah, it's good dialogue. It's so funny. Like at one point Dom goes, this is my favorite. I literally wrote it down. <laughs> Lick my bridge. <laughs> And the other guy was like, you mean your perineum? And he was like, yeah. I love that. I was like, oh my God, I've never heard of that. I wonder if that's a common saying in the UK. Maybe it is. I don't Lick know. my bridge? Yeah. I'll ask my friend. My friend who, yeah. my very posh, sweet female friend who will be like, no. She'll say no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So he hurts himself and the group decides to cut through the forest to save time. Done, done. Um, once they're in the forest, they are making their way through and they see this large elk creature that's suspended in the trees and completely eviscerated. So it's a pretty good jump scare. Yeah, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And then they see around the elk that there's characters from an ancient language carved into the trees. And it's basically the same language that they use in Blair Witch. So yeah, a little spooky witch language, which I looked that up because I was really interested. I was like, I wonder if this is like a real language or what it's based on. Do you know anything about that? I'm pretty sure it's Norse, isn't it? It's Well, the one that's in this movie isn't a real language, but the oh. one that's in Blair Witch is a real language. What? I know. It's called Transistus Flovii, which is Latin. Okay. Or crossing the river which obviously is the river sticks which is so cool it's a death language yeah what i know it's so cool that's incredible that's incredible they didn't yeah. have to do that they did <laughs> i'm glad they no. did that's nuts it's very cool Oh, but not this one this one's just gobbledygook this one is just you know a similar language like if you picture like what which characters are that's what we're seeing on these trees all scratchy yeah so Another torrential downpour 
thunderstorm, our favorite. Thunderstorm. Forces them into this rundown, spooky cabin in the middle of the forest that looks exactly like the one in Blair Witch. It does. It so does. <laughs> so up to this point, you're like, am I watching Blair Witch? <laughs> Am I? <laughs> Love a gender bent Blair Witch. That's great. Yeah. And you're also like, I'm watching a Netflix original. So probably. Probably. They just ripped <laughs> it from this... Blair Witch. Yeah. They didn't, though. They didn't. They did not, which was a good surprise at the end. Mm-hmm. It is different. Would you have gone in this cabin? Um, Let's explain what this cabin looks like first. <laughs> if you haven't seen Blair Witch, it's basically like a one room cabin that's probably the size of like two you know, rooms in your house and there's an upstairs and in the cabin, it's like, looks like people haven't been there in a hundred years and it's super dilapidated and there's witch characters and witch symbols everywhere in the house. Oh, and an effigy upstairs. Yeah. My favorite part is the upstairs. What's going on up there, which is insane witchy shit, large looming statue of a decapitated human torso made out of twigs with antlers for hands. So cool. So fucking terrifying. And on first watch, you're like, what the hell am I looking at? And on second watch, <laughs> you know exactly what you're looking at. And it's still very, yeah. it's even scarier. Yeah, it's super, super cool. I think to answer your question, would I have gone in this cabin? Yeah. If I saw the witch characters, absolutely not. And 100% I would have got the fuck out of there if I saw this statue. But there, it's storming really bad. I still would have been like, fuck it. We'll just sit in the, we'll just go walk in one direction. Like I mean, the band. You have tents, just like set up your tent, whatever. What if there's, but what if there's something out there? I mean, you're in a witch cabin. I, I think, <laughs> I think I would stay in the witch cabin, but I definitely wouldn't be like, let's unroll our sleeping bags and go to bed. I'd be like, we are all staying the fuck up. That's a good point. Or one person keeps watch. Mm, we all keep watch. I feel like even if, even if you're not in a witch cabin and you're worried about some crazy creature, one person should stay awake and keep watch. See, camping sounds worse and worse the more I learn about it. <laughs> this isn't how real camping is. I don't know. Sounds looks like <laughs> camping to me. <laughs> oh, boy. No. So the scariest part is that they're all having like terrible nightmares and we get to see luke's nightmare which oh. is about the day that rob died oh, it's sad um, so throughout this movie he has like four or five moments where you see like a very bright fluorescent light and then all of a sudden he's in like a dreamlike state or he's dreaming and he sees rob the day he's you know what's happening the day he died or whatever and this time he sees all of that he's sleepwalking he is outside of the cabin when he wakes up and he has a penetrating wound in the shape of something on his chest and like like deep puncture yeah. wounds um in a very strange pattern and he wakes up and he's like mildly concerned i'm like i think i'd be a little bit more concerned <laughs> yeah. and he doesn't even bring it up to his friends i'm like i get that he's panicking but also like his friends are panicking because they had nightmares but he like had a nightmare and he has legitimate wounds on his chest. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so Dom wakes up screaming his wife's name. Aww. Phil wakes up. This is the scariest one. Phil, <sighs> Phil wakes up kneeling in a prayer position in front of the giant antler statue. Isn't he naked? And he's naked. Yeah. They like can't find him. And then they go upstairs and he's just like in a, you know, bowing position to this. I don't know what I would do if you were doing that shit. 
I'd be like, Ariana, you stay right there, okay? I'm not going to touch you, but you stay right there. I'll, I'll be back later. I'll go get help. Yeah, I was going to say, I definitely would have left. Yeah, I would have gingerly, like, tossed a blanket on top of you. <laughs> Given me a blanket. Yeah, I wouldn't have oh, touched nice. your body, though. I'd been like, that's hexed. No, so I'm that's gonna... how you... That's how the demon transfers into your that's body. That's how you get cursed. So... Yes. <laughs> I would, like... Gently toss a blanket over you. <laughs> Maybe leave like a That's bowl nice. of water and scooch it next to you. A bowl of water like a dog. <laughs> we can laugh I it up. I love it. That's very nice. Yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm a good friend. Um, <laughs> We're good friends, yeah. <laughs> so they all freak out, obviously, and they decide to GTFO, um, but none of them know their way out of this forest. And Dom's ankle's still fucking rolled or whatever. He can't walk yeah, on it. Yeah, his knee's fucked. He is, like, limping and complaining the whole time. And Luke keeps seeing a large figure among the trees, and he keeps saying, like, I see a creature. And, like, no one believes him, but Dom is, like, very opinionated, and he will call him out. And so he basically calls him a liar, and then things escalate, and basically it ends up with Dom telling him that, like, or I guess implying that he blames Luke for the fact that Rob died because he didn't help fight, um, you know, help Rob when he was getting murdered, I guess. That's by these so people. not fair and so uncool. Yeah, very much horrible. I feel like, I don't know, I would never in my head be like, that's your fault. Yeah, I would never, never. go there. I think mm -mm. that they're just so angry. They're just so angry and upset and scared that you you say things that you don't mean and you're just trying to place the blame on somebody. And it's like, we wouldn't be here if he wasn't dead. He wouldn't be dead if you didn't, if you didn't let him die. And he's also grieving. Like he misses his friend and he's, and he's got yeah. some righteous anger there. That would never cross my mind. I'd just be like, wow, your life sucks so much more than mine because you literally watched it happen. Yeah, yeah. That would be where my head was at. I'd be like, I'm sorry you had to fucking watch that. Yeah, that sucks, that sucks man. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. Poor Luke. Poor everybody in this movie. Yeah, it's it's a very emotionally intense moment. So they're like wandering around. They decide that they're lost. They find an old buried tent and a woman's credit card with the name Anna Erickson. And they freak out because they're lost. And they're like, are we going to end up like her? And then they go to sleep in the middle of the night. They hear loud footsteps and... Hutch is screaming. So scary. And they come out of their tent. He's screaming far away. Yeah. Yeah. He they hear him screaming. And at first you're like, is this a dream? Because like there's random dream sequences in this movie. But then you come out of your tent, they find that Hutch is gone. And they basically like abandon their tents and rush into the woods to find him. Um, and they end up getting lost. But in the morning, they find that Hutch is impaled on tree branches and gutted like the elk that they saw at the beginning of the movie. Oh my God. So it's like really gross looking. Yeah, it's bad. Imagine, yeah, like your friend, like you find your friend, your, your very close friend. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Rough. Rough. Um, so they decide to bury Hutch as best they can under some sticks and oh then God. continue to try to make it out of the woods. Because at this point, they don't have their tents or anything because they left their tents to go try to find him in the initial moment and then got lost. Which felt very Blair Witch, right? Yeah. Now they have zero things. Constantly lost. With them. Like the woods yeah. is messing with them. Yeah, exactly. So they try to make it out still. And then all of a sudden, Phil is suddenly dragged away by an unseen creature. And it's just Luke and Dom, and they try to run. 
and they end up finding a torch line path that leads to a cottage. And they're like, sweet, there's people here. So they rush into the cottage to hide. And once they're in there, they are knocked unconscious. Yeah, I'm sure these woods people will be totally normal. (laughs) But what choice do they have? Their friend just got yanked into the woods behind them. Their other one just is his guts are hanging out above them like. I guess you gotta go in there. Yeah, you're right. I think me having seen like witch characters everywhere, I probably would be like, this is also a threat. But you know what? Who knows? I would have been like, (laughs) I hope that I can be on their side. (laughs) Yeah. I hope we can uh, work together. I hope I can make myself useful. (laughs) (laughs) Can I join you? I can learn how to knit. (laughs) So they are knocked unconscious when they wake up. They're both tied up. In like this dank ass room dungeon thing. Not and dank in a good way. Dank in the stinky mm, way. Yeah. <laughs> in the stale way. <laughs> yeah. An old woman enters and she inspects Luke's wound on his chest that he sustained during his nightmare and reveals that she has a wound pattern on her chest that is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gives him a sip of water and then looks at Dom and ignores him and then orders that he, Dom, be taken upstairs. And you can hear him getting the shit beat out of him. Um, But I guess they don't really show what happens, but the implication is that he's getting tortured. um, But he's also like screaming in a way that makes me think he's seeing some horrible shit. So I wonder if they're doing like ritualistic crap or he can like see like, you know, what we see later in the movie or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Because throughout this mm-hmm. entire movie, you're ha- we're having visual and potentially auditory hallucinations, but it's they're interspersed with what's actually going on like in real life. Yeah. So it's very it's very hard to keep a grasp as a character or as a viewer on what's really happening and what's not. Like some things are right. easy. Like whenever we see like whenever Luke's suddenly in in the woods, but also there's all the shelving of the liquor store all around him and the fluorescent lighting. We can be pretty confident that that's a hallucination, but there's things that aren't. And like, even whenever Hutch went missing, whenever they started hearing Hutch screaming, which again, very Blair Witch, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) literally from Blair Witch. I, my instinct, the first time I saw it was like, that's not really him. Like, don't go out there. That's a, that's you're hallucinating. Don't go out there. But then he was, he was out there. Yeah. So I agree. I think that he is probably seeing some wild shit when you hear him being tortured. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, you're like flipping back and forth between reality and not reality. It's hard to know um, what's going on. It's pretty cool. So he's basically being beaten upstairs and Luke is having to listen to that. And while this is happening, a young woman enters and tells Luke that they plan to make a sacrifice. And I'm assuming they meant of Dom. Um, that's her implication. So when Dom is brought back in, He's basically like resigned to the fact that he's going to be sacrificed. And he's like, listen, like, I know I'm going to be sacrificed. Like that night we spent in that cabin, I actually like saw it happen. That was my nightmare. Like I saw my wife right before it happened. Um, And then he tries to make Luke promise that when he's sacrificed, he'll go home and tell his wife that he tried to get back to her. so sad. I know. It's really fucking sad because the whole time he keeps talking about his wife. So you can tell she's like... He loves his wife. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the reasons he's like bitching the whole time is because he just misses his wife so much. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, so he's taken 
down after that. And Luke is attempting to break out of his restraints and ends up breaking his thumb mm-hmm. um, yeah, to, to try to, to get slip out, out to save Dom. But Dom is like already outside um, being tied to a pole. So I'm going to pause and ask you a question about this part. Do you think that woman that came in is that Anna Erickson person? No, that's his wife. No, 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 not yet. The wife hasn't come in. I'm talking about the the young woman who comes in and tells him, like, there's going to be a sacrifice. Yes, I do. Because she's she's blonde. She's, like, you know, probably in her 30s. And then, because yes. they actually show, so this part where they find this tent, like, right before shit really hits fan. They find a tent. They find a woman's credit card. They find... That this woman has, her name is Anna Erickson. They go out of their way to show a picture of her because she has a picture of her family with her in her wallet. And then this woman kind of looks like her. And I get that we're kind of, you know, in the middle of nowhere in Sweden, whatever. Okay, people look similar, maybe. I don't know. Uh, there's but, Yeah, there's a lot of blonde people. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, my thing is like, what is even the point of that scene with the tent if not to set that up? Because then what is this point of this woman, you know? So I think there is something deeper. Although I will say that I did look up stuff about this. And obviously there's a lot of conspiracy theories about that online. But when you go on like IMDb and you look up the actual character's name, they just call her like young woman's. They don't call her like Anna Erickson. So I don't know if she's meant to be that person, but I'm also like, there's a character that doesn't really have a role in anything. And then there's a scene that doesn't really play a role in anything. So I'm like, maybe it's related. You're talking about the girl who starts explaining the situation to Luke. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, so I think that she, I think Anna Erickson is in that compound and she could very well be Anna Erickson. And we'll talk about it. I want you to, I want you to say, I want you to explain what happens to Dom real fast. And then I'm going to explain a little bit about the monster. Okay. But we haven't formally met the monster yet. We have not seen the monster in its entirety. No, we've seen something moving through the trees. So what happens next is Dom is tied to like this Y-shaped structure. Oh my God. That's facing the woods. And the reason it's Y-shaped, this is actually pretty cool, is because in that language that we were talking about, the Y-shape, which shows up on the trees, it shows up in the cottage, means deer. It means like a, a deer because oh, it's like, like meant the to antlers. look similar to the antlers. Yeah. So anyway, the structure he's tied to is like this Y-shaped structure. It's facing the woods and all the townspeople are standing around him waiting for the creature to come get him. And we see the creature approaching through the trees. But right before it like emerges from the tree line, what we see is actually Gail, Dom's wife, emerge and walk towards him. And Dom is obviously really confused and he thinks it's his wife until right at the very end when he's really close to her face. Her eyes look a little bit evil and off and spooky. And then her real form is revealed and it's obviously this creature's face, which we're going to tell you exactly what the creature looks like and it's super fucking cool. But the true form is revealed and he's basically lifted by his head and this creature basically impales him on a tree branch. Oh my God. um, Which is pretty hard to watch because it's really slow and graphic. There's a couple of deaths in movies that have stick have stuck with me. One is like a random scene from Last of the Mohicans <laughs> that I think about a lot. Um, and the other one is this. This is this is one of the other ones. Oh, really? Yeah. I think about yeah. this one a lot because like it's just so I didn't 
I didn't expect him to die that way. I didn't expect it to be as painful and like realistic. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be on screen the entire time. I didn't yeah. expect them to like split my heart in half before they did it. I know it's so hard because he during his nightmare in the cottage, he keeps saying, Gail, Gail, Gail. And then he's kind of doing that right before he dies. And so it's like, oh, in the cottage, he had a nightmare about how he was going to die. It was a vision. Yeah. Do you want, do you, is now a good time to talk about what this monster yeah. looks like? Okay. Let's talk about the creature. All right. It's creature time. It's my favorite time. So the monster, the modair, or whatever they call it, I think they say they mo- the modair. Um, and this is b- somewhat briefly explained. Um, we get like a little bit of exposition from maybe the person who was lost in Anna the woods. Erickson. And maybe it's Anna yeah. Erickson. Maybe it's just cult member number two. Um, <laughs> but she explains that there's an ancient god, that, that Mo- the Modere is an ancient god. He's the bass it. I'll say it. Well, no, he, it's a ma- it's male. He is- No, it's not male. It's not. Mm-mm. Well, she- I rewatched it because I was like, do they ever use the pronoun? And they do not ever say it's a male. They say son. And online it says it's a female. Because <gasps> I thought she said I thought she said he was the bastard son of Loki. Nope. Bas- she said it's a bastard offspring of Loki. Oh my God. I assumed it was son. I'm yeah. part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong pronoun. Okay. Kate. Okay. So I, I like this a little bit more. Okay. Me too. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the bastard offspring of Loki. Um, and we do know that some of this is actually is rooted in real Norse mythology. Yeah. Which is very, very cool. And I think Ariana has some some info locked and loaded. So I'm not going <laughs> to talk more about the Norse mythology. But the Modere itself is entirely the creation of the novel's author, which is very impressive. There's some influence yeah. for sure, which Ariana is going to tell us about. But let's describe what it looks like because it's fucking scary. It's massive. This thing is massive. Yes. It's like its legs are like almost as tall as the trees. It's very elk-like. So it's it's got um, four legs like an elk and it's got these very like these protruding spikes along its spine uh, but here's the kicker it's the head the head, the head is so cool so the head is essentially it, it resembles a human torso as if if the torso was upside down so the legs are like ba- the legs are like the antlers and so it's like almost like human legs with the bend in the antlers being a knee but then it extends into actual little antler points And then the arms are like almost like tusks, but they have hands and they can grab, which is how we grabbed Dom and just lifted him up to the sky and shoved him like a post-it note against like three trees. (laughs) Wait, tell us about the face. Oh my God, the face. Holy shit. Okay. So basically (laughs) where the crotch is supposed to be on this like torso, Torso. on the torso part of the head. (laughs) Yeah. Is It's a male torso. Yeah. uh, Is it male? Yeah, oh. I mean, there's no boobs. I, I don't really remember seeing a chest. It was because it's kind of upside down. There are there is a chest. Okay, and so it's, it's a male torso. A male chest. This yeah. is getting interesting. Okay, I know. Okay, yeah. All right, so it's a, a maybe female god with the um, the head of a male upside down tusky torso, and the <laughs> eyes like the head is in the face. The eyes are like in the crotch area, and they're these horrific, terrifying, glowing yellow eyes. Yeah. That just sear into your soul. It reminds me of in It, it where yeah, there's like yeah. these gold. Yeah. Very Pennywise, the dancing yes. clown, gold, terrible, evil eyes. Yes. 
But it, it can appear Very however cool. it wants, obviously. Like it appears as Gale, you know, it can, it can but it, all, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't just shift shape. It can shift the entire environment that its victim sees, which is why Luke keeps hallucinating that he's in this liquor store. And that's one thing that I do think I might actually read the book, even though the book is very similar, because in the book, you get to see the hallucinations of the other characters. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like we are only seeing the hallucinations from Luke's point of view. You can only imagine everyone else is having similar hallucinations. Yes. And it would be interesting to see what they are. Yes. And we know that the cult worships this God, this cult that lives in the woods. We know they worship this God. And in return, they are benefiting from what appears to be an immortal life. Um, And they're free of typical hardships of life. They live an easy, immortal life. And it appears to draw power from the worship of this cult and the sacrifices of this cult. Um, But it does choose people. This God will choose, mm-hmm. it chooses who is in this cult. Um, and it appears to choose people who have experienced extreme strife that's ha- mm-hmm. and like this haunting pain. And they're suffering. And they're suffering. And that begs the question, why are we picking those people? Because they're easier to manipulate is the easy answer. Yeah. Because they're traumatized and they're beat down and you can bend them to your favor a bit. Because yeah. who's the only, who's left standing right now? It's just Luke. Right. With the marks on his chest. Yeah, it's very powerful and incredibly, it's such a complex character, mm-hmm. like physically and <laughs> in regards to its origin. It's such a cool monster. Um, but what I'll say is while you were describing what it looked like, it reminded me from that scene from The Office <laughs> where he's like, he's like the head of a monkey with the antlers <laughs> of a reindeer with the body of a porcupine. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking of the whole time. And I'm like, it's really scary, you guys. It's got <laughs> eyes in its crotch. It's terrifying. Yeah. Yes, it's real scary. But what I'll also say is, in regards to the rest of the like Norse mythology, is that so? This is like we said, bastard offspring of Loki, and the race that this monster is in it's called the jotun Mm -hmm. which is basically like the norse equivalent of the titans but like the evil titans so they're like a race of gods that are like loki's offspring so they're kind of like evil demons sort of basically but i mean as kate said really the biggest thing is that it's as offspring of loki's who's the god of mischief the god of shape-shifting the god of um of trick trickery yeah um so that's why this um monster is so good at tricking people making them see what they want to see the shape-shifting aspect of you know showing dom his wife right before to gain his trust like that's all um very what we'd expect to see so it's very very cool I really like this monster. Definitely one of my favorite monsters of any horror movie ever. Yeah. And then one other thing I'll say about the Norse uh, mythology, too, is there's actually a little bit of an origin with the tree impaling bit. <gasps> Ew. Um, there's It's not super relevant, but there's a story where the god Odin, um, mm. to gain more knowledge and wisdom, sacrificed himself in the cosmic tree um, that's called Yggdrasil by impaling himself on his spear like in the tree and that was supposed to like help him gain knowledge and wisdom wait isn't odin loki's dad 
I think it's like, I don't really know how they're related directly. I know Odin had like 800 babies. Loki, I'm pretty sure is, this is going to sound weird, but I'm pretty sure he's like either a horse or the son of a horse or something. (laughs) And he's also, this is another thing in regards to like the gender or whatever. Loki is not specifically male either. That's like a common misconception is that Loki actually does not have a gender either. He shapeshifts between female and male. Oh, my God. Stop. That's (laughs) it's true. Incredible. It's true. An evil, androgynous mischief. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Sign me the hell up. Sign me the fuck up. That's my type. (laughs) Impale me on a tree. Impale me. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) Nudge, nudge. So then the woman that we saw before, who I think is Anna Erickson, um, Mm. comes back to give him like food. And Luke at this point has like broken out of his restraints, but is like pretending to be still tied up so that he can get out later. Smart idea. And he kind of stalls and really gets more info by asking like who the creature is. And she tells him about the fact that it's a, you know, bastard offspring of Loki and it's a Joe tune and the people of the town are a cult that provide sacrifices to the monster in return for immortality. And Based on the chest wound that he has, Luke has been chosen to either worship the god or be sacrificed in a ritual. Mm -hmm. So she's like, you will bend the knee. Bend the knee. (laughs) Bend the knee. (laughs) So after she leaves, basically the, the last scene is like Luke escaping from all of this. So she leaves. Luke frees himself. He goes downstairs. On the stairs, he finds the old woman from before and punches her in the face, which is fucking hilarious. No. It's like not what you expect. He just like stands there and Punch, he just like yeah, doesn't know what to do. So he just like punches her. Fight or flight, man. Which, I don't know if it's meant to be funny, but it was fucking funny. I think this movie has little bits of comedy like peppered in that are just like real yeah, like real life comedy, like the way that they talk, their dialogue, the decisions they make and why, what they fight about. Oh, yeah. Punching people. Good shit. <laughs> so he finds a torch and he opens a door to a room where he hears like chanting. And in my opinion, this is the best scene in the movie. The scene rules. This is good shit. So at the front of the room is another twig statue of the Jotun. Um, and in the middle of the room, we have like rows of benches, like they're in a temple for worship. And sitting on the benches are these like half mummified human remains and they're not moving but he had just heard chanting and when he goes in the room it gets quiet so he's like a little confused or whatever so he looks closer at these little human remains and he realizes that they're actually alive and moving gross and so they're like reincarnated people or really really old immortal people like i don't know what the implication is they're the elders of this cult yeah yeah does that mean that they're like People that have immortality but should have been dead years and years ago. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. These, these are um, like the oldest members of this organization. Organization. Yeah. Yes. I love it. So really, this is a good scene for multiple reasons. Like, it's so cool to just like see all these like reanimated humans. I don't know what they are, like sitting and so moving cool. and talking. But also, it, the next part is so funny where he like sees them move doesn't freak out. He just takes his torch and just like slowly lights them all on fire. Light them up. <laughs> he was just like, his face didn't even change. He just like takes his torch and just like holds it to them and just like lights them on fire. And they start like screaming. Screaming. And it was I so mean, good. he's just like, yeah, no. 
he was just, yeah, he was just so calm about it. I was like, this is hilarious. Y'all have to go. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I'm done. Nothing surprising me anymore. No, we're lighting this, this place up. So he goes downstairs. He finds a rifle. He ends up shooting one of the cult people and he steals this cult person's axe. And then the Jotun returns and kills Anna Erickson or this woman or whatever. And while Luke runs out of the building. And so he's able to turn around and see the now completely engulfed in flames cabin with the Jotun kind of the in front of it. So it's like really lighting it up. So you can really see what humid it is, like what monster it is. It's beautiful. It's so worth the wait. And they hold that image for a while because they want you to take in this fucking monster because this is the first time that you're seeing All the of elk, it. human deer situation it's so gorgeous it's so gorgeous yeah i am not like i am not an artist like i don't draw or sketch but it was just so beautiful i was like i wish yes. i had thought of that that is so Visually good stunning. stunning yeah i guess it makes sense because it's like we want to do a reveal on this monster but it's nighttime in the woods so it's like how are we going to do this i guess we can light, light a house on light fire, that shit on <laughs> like, fire baby know. yeah um, so he's escaping into the woods. Um, the Jotun kills the girl and then chases him. And basically while the Jotun is chasing him, um, she's like showing him hallucinations about Rob's death and pretty mean. the day he died. And it's like going in and out. Like he's running through the forest. He looks to the left. He sees like fluorescent lighting. He like doesn't want to run that way, but then the Jotun's behind him. So he has to run that way. It's like very like what's real, what's not. Nightmare on Elm Street vibes. Yeah, it's, it's messing with him. It is trying it to is. keep him there. It is yes. trying to manipulate him. Manipulate him so he can't escape from the forest. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, I guess once he escapes, he's fine. I don't know. But he's running through, seeing hallucinations, seeing Rob die. So and then sad. Over and over again. Yeah. Bless him. And so she finally catches up to him. She like forces him to his knees and gives him a chance to submit. Like, basically, is like, be my worshiper or die. And he is on the ground. He, like, you can tell he, like, has a moment where he, like, considers it. And while he's laying there, he, like, looks over and he sees Rob, like, on the ground also, like, Sad. during his death. And then he decides, no, fuck this. So he stands and then he strikes the Jotun with the axe, which I think is cool because I feel like it's a reference to Thor. Oh, wait, he has a hammer. <laughs> I was like, who has an axe? <laughs> nope. Hammer, not an axe. A little shaky on our Norse mythology. A little shaky. <laughs> so, <laughs> so not, probably not. A so not related. A reference to The Shining, of course, the is Shining. what we meant to say. <laughs> so... Whatever, axe. Whatever. whatever. Um, so the blow with the axe, like briefly incapacitates this monster and Luke is able to run into a clearing out of the woods and the Jotun for some reason is unable to follow him out of the forest. I don't know if that's like just because of the meaning behind the forest. I don't really know. It's kind of just like an arbitrary rule. It's an evil forest. An arbitrary rule? That It's all arbitrary, Ariana. Like <laughs> It's just a magical forest and it can't leave the forest? Like, why can't it leave the forest? It's an evil forest. <laughs> Kate's like, I suspend all my disbelief. You're thinking way too hard. <laughs> I need the for I need there to be a meaning. This way I like movies where like 
everything has a meaning and it makes total sense to me. But anyway, so Luke turns around. He's in like a clearing. He's able to see the monster still in the forest. And he does like this moment where he like screams at the monster and it screams back at him and he's just like roaring at it, which is very cool. It's very like, you know, character development. Like he is, you know, finally figured out how to deal with his guilt and depression and, you know, his friend's death. And so he's like overcoming that or whatever. I guess that's the that's the implication. He's got a lot of other deaths to overcome because all his other friends are dead now. His friends are dead. Now he has to deal with everything he had before times. He's like, do that <laughs> again, but do it four more times. Good job. Yeah, exactly. So then he turns around and there's a car and the end. <laughs> Thank God. I have an explanation for you. I have an explanation. Okay, tell me. Also, turning around and there's a car, the descent. Okay, they parked there. It was their car, but... <laughs> it was their car and was it even there? It, it, that's true. So, okay. So why just the forest? Um, there, I had read a little bit about the Jatun um, in preparation for this episode. And I did read, and I have it pulled up here, that they typically dwell across boundaries between gods and humans in specific lands, such as the Jotun Harem. I can't say these words, which is like a specific location that these demons can antagonize humans and like mm. attack and control humans. So I think that this is like old land. Yeah. That it still belongs to that that god. Okay. Or shall we say goddess? goddess yeah makes me like her more wow that's so cool so there's like only certain like demarcated areas that kind of makes sense yeah i hear so demarcated areas i'm like it's that's cool. evil forest he can't leave <laughs> evil forest and you're like what are the boundaries i feel like norse mythology is very like location heavy yeah, like i feel like because i took one of these classes in undergrad and it was like this is where these gods live. This is where that god lives. Like here is where it's like they have names for all of their lands. Very literal, very physical. Yes. Uh-huh. So that totally makes sense, I think. Because certain areas, certain lands are sacred. Right. And certain are cursed. <laughs> right. Very cool. I like that. I mean, you know, I love a horror movie with like a fuck ton of mythology references. You do. I knew you were going to love this movie. <laughs> I knew you were going to love it. I saw it and I'm like, ah, yeah. Did you yeah. vote in this one? Good stuff. I did. Who'd you vote for? I voted for this one. Oh, good. Okay. Excellent. Obviously. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. <laughs> yes. Because it was so close and I was it like, was close. Oh, I feel like I need to weigh in. Yeah. It was really close. So we both voted. I didn't vote for Boiler this one. Spoiler alert. But... <laughs> Kate did not vote for <laughs> this did, one. I didn't, but I love this movie. It's a really good movie. I've just seen it like a lot of times. So because I love it and I keep wanting to share it with people. And so. also Kate literally probably built this poll around sleepaway camp. I sure Let's did. And I'll do another one. <laughs> I'll figure out some some other way to get it on there. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Sleep horror. Sleep horror. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yes. We should cover that, though. And the Nightmare on Elm <laughs> Street 2 would definitely win. I'd be down for the new Nightmare on Elm Street. I do like Have it. you seen what Freddy looks like, though? What? We don't like how Freddy looks? I don't. Really? No, it looked bad. Oh. You don't look good. good. Oh. I also saw it in theaters when it first came out, and I was like a teenager, and I was like, this is great. Wait, what? Which one are you talking about? The new one. You saw it in theaters? Yeah, I think it came out in like 2014, 2015 or something. Oh, I thought it was newer than that. I'm just behind the times. No. The one with Bruni Mara? Mm, maybe I have no idea what movie we're talking about. 
So yeah, let's cover it. <laughs> so let's do it. You guys have covered the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, yeah, think, of right? course. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Johnny okay. Depp. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I like I like the new one, but it's because I like Rooney Mara. But... I like Rooney Mara. Well, it's time. Do you want to do critical reception? Yeah. Okay. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I know, it's hard. I it's have hard. no idea for this one because uh, I don't think many people know about this movie. Or... You're right. It's kind of like a dark horse. Yeah, it's definitely a dark... A dark <laughs> elk? Dark elk? <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to say that... The, uh, right, I'm just going to guess. I'm going to say critics gave it like a uh, 78%. And audiences gave it like in a 76%. That's close-ish. Okay. You were close for critics, 74. That's pretty bad. Audience was actually less than that, 61. Oh, okay. No, I'm surprised that critics liked it more than audience. Actually, maybe not. I feel like this kind of seems on par with what critics would like. I would have expected everyone to like this more. It's well done. I'm just like, confi- like it's objectively well done. Like the writing is really good. Like, not just the writing, not just the dialogue, but, like, the actual plot is well fleshed out and makes sense. And the pacing is really good. And the I agree. atmosphere is really good. And the monster is really good. I will good. say the first time I saw this, I fell asleep. What the fuck? Yes. Which I didn't even remember until I was talking to Rachel because she's the one who made me watch this originally. But I was very hungover when I watched this and I fell asleep. Oh, well, that's that's not a fair fight. Yeah. But I will say that having watched it. With like, you know, in the attempt to analyze the monster a little bit more and like finding out how much it's based in mythology, I have a profound amount, you know, of respect now for it, I think, more so than when I first saw it. I was like, cool monster. And then I like didn't think about it anymore. I was like, but I I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think it requires deeper thought than most people who don't enjoy horror movies are willing to give it. And so I think on a superficial level, it can seem not as cool. I can see if you're scrolling through Netflix and you're like, oh, what's this? And you pop it on and it becomes this very deep emotional story about this group of friends and PTSD. You're right. It's like not what you want at that moment. Yeah. (laughs) The title isn't super, doesn't really grab you that well. Like, I feel like there's so many like versions of this title on Netflix where they're shitty movies. Yeah. And you just don't want to click on it because of what it looks like it looks like just the rest of them i we should we should brainstorm a better name for it i agree i totally Mm. agree the Mm -hmm. the it should be some sort of deer pun (laughs) i'm devastated i don't have any locked and loaded i don't have any deer pun. all right right, we got elf we got moose we got doe we got uh wait can we call it can we call it Whoop, dear it is. Whoop, dear it is. I love it. Or we can make it a musical and we can call it Bonnie Girl. Don't you dear. Don't you dear. (laughs) That that would really, audiences would get it. They would be more prepared if we (laughs) called it that. (laughs) Netflix, hire us. Hire us. Hire us, please. Uh, That's disappointing. I would have expected people to like this movie a lot more. I will say that club member James uh, wrote in. He did the 31 for 31 in October where you watch one horror movie at least. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was very impressed. I was very, very impressed. That's cool. And um, I loved the movies that he picked. And... Um, I, and, and he gave me a, a a movie that was the scariest. Oh my God, this guy's awesome. Yeah, a movie that was the scariest, a movie that was 
the best, a movie that was the worst, and then a couple of honorable mentions. And oh my God, wait, tell me all of them. Okay. Do you, if you guys have just a quick minute and James, I hope you don't mind. I'm reading your entire 31 list. So, and it's like from the, <laughs> from the first all the way to the third. Oh, you're going to read all of the ones yeah, he watched. I'm going to do it real fast. Silence okay. of the Lambs, Creep, 30 Days of Night, The Conjuring, Hush, Child's Play, The Witch, La Llorona, Beetlejuice, Ouija Origin of Evil, Hellraiser, Tusk, The Thing, The Ritual, Scooby-Doo 2, love that one. Um, wow. Into the love Tall it. Grass. Ooh, Into the Tall mm. Grass was good. Um, the, the House. Yeah. Grass whore. <laughs> the House, um, Playtest, Insidious 2, As Above, So Below, Practical Magic, Kiki's Delivery Service. I love some of these. Smile, The Black Phone, The Craft, The Devil Below, Malignant, Evil Dead, Annabelle Comes Home, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. And then on Halloween, we got a threefer. We got Barbarian, Trick or Treat, and Scream. Ooh, excellent oh, choices, damn. by the way. Excellent, excellent choices. Jesus. Uh, all of these movies were great choices. Um, but oh my God. for the scariest, he picked Smile. Which, I told you, Smile was fucking scary, bro. I'm afraid bro. to watch Smile. I don't do face horror. I'm really afraid of it. I think that we should probably cover it. It's not that it's it's not scary for face horror reasons. Well, that's worse, I mean, it's, Ariana. all of the face horror, all of the smile. You see it in the trailer, like it's not face. Horror, I didn't really. like it in the trailer. <laughs> well, you've already seen it, so no. We should watch it together, though. Okay. Honestly, Kate, I you know me, I'm like laughing at everything. I like yeah. laugh at every horror movie. I was literally having to get drunk to get through it. <gasps> Okay, well, I'm not watching that one. So should we watch it? Should we cover it on the pod? <laughs> no, we should definitely cover it. I'd be so down to do that. Let us know what you think. Okay, but I'm not watching it alone. I'm not doing that. Um, so maybe we'll maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so Smile was the scariest. Um, the Devil Below, he called the worst. And then... I've never seen that one. I haven't either. And I don't think I will now. Thanks for uh, letting me know, James. And for his favorite, he picked The Ritual. Yes! For his favorite. Yes, I'm telling you, you guys, it's a good movie. I feel like if you have seen The Descent and you like The Descent, if you've seen Blair Witch and you like the the vibe, if you like man banter, I like man banter. If you like Norse mythology, I love or Norse mythology. mythology. Do you like effigies? You like cool creature features? Yeah. We should have done this one for a creature feature. Well, I didn't. Know. That would have really given it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's got, it's got a little something for everyone, you know, it's good. It does. Yeah. I thought this was bang on perfect. So now you got to tell me what you're going to rate it. Cause what's your, I think I already know you're going to give it 10 out of 10. <laughs> I already know. And I never know that. It, well, I don't <gasps> know. I don't know. So this is what I'll say. I mean, oh, no. you know, I love some mythology. You know, I love some good creature feature. Mm -hmm. I also really like, um, I like movies that involve personal trauma. Mm -hmm. I like psychological horror. Mm -hmm. I really liked a lot of this. I like that there was a lot of little Easter eggs that I got to discover when I was looking up more stuff about this movie. I really liked it. That being said, I felt like I, I don't know. I mean, there was something missing for me. That's why it's not a 10 out of 10. I'd give it a nine out of 10. Mm -hmm. The thing that's missing, I think is, Honestly, the middle of the movie was there were times where I was like, okay, like we know what's going to happen. Like they're going to get picked off one by one. Like we, it, it, for me, the middle dragged a small amount. Like mm -hmm. that's like the smallest amount. Like I freaking love this movie, but the middle did drag a little bit. I don't fall asleep in movies. I think I've probably fallen asleep in three movies total in my life. And I did fall asleep in the middle of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. And 
I know. But also, if I had known what was coming, I would have been more, you know, paying attention. I legitimately thought it was like a knockoff of Blair Witch. And I was like, whatever. And I mean, it's it's really good, the character development. So like, that's the only reason it's not a perfect 10 out of 10 is because, you know, do I think it's, you know, one of the best horror movies I've ever seen? Probably not. But I really, 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 really like it. Okay. But it's going to be 9 out of 10 reanimated chanting corpses Ooh, for me. That's such a good <laughs> scene, though. Yes. And they all start screaming. Oh, it's so good. They all good. start screaming. It's so good. Oh, I, good that's stuff. very, very respectable. I think that you explained it very. And I got to agree. I do think that the the middle drags a tiny bit. Just a tiny, yeah. like just the a tiny, amount. tiny little tiny bit. Um, yeah. Whenever you kind of realize you're getting picked off and you're like, okay. Um Yeah. Just because they get and then they get picked off very swiftly and you're like, whoa, <laughs> like I feel and like they're all dying the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, what's going to happen? They're going to find them in a tree. It's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that they could have done something. I don't know. Something different. Maybe they could have found more things from other people, other people who had been sacrificed, you know, more evidence. Yes. Um, I would have liked that. I would have liked them to make that girl definitively Anna Erickson. Yeah. I would, I would have I would liked, have liked that it too. to be definitive. I, I, honestly, I didn't think about it until you said it. And I've seen this movie three times and I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that that I would agree. I think that's the the one, one thing I would nitpick. That said, the atmosphere, oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. eerie. It's just oozing suspense. Uh, the I think they use the woods to their full freakiness, which is great. Yeah. I think this is probably one of my favorite woods movies. Um, yep. And I, I agree, except for Blair Witch, which is number one with a gun. Love it so much. But I think that this took a lot from good horror movies, but made it something completely original and unique. Mm-hmm. I think the monster design is absolutely incredible. I think it's oh, yeah. absolutely one of the best monsters I've ever seen in my life. Fantastic. I, agree. I think the acting is fabulous. I think the writing is awesome. These characters are really good characters that I care about, which is hard to do do in such and so fast hard to hard to make me care about their deaths whenever they die within like an hour and i really Mm -hmm. do care so i would give this nine and a half out of ten loki babies loki babies (laughs) the loki bastard loki off grow up and sticky in a tree yeah Uh, nine and a half love it just like dinged it a tiny bit just for the middle it did get a little i know see that's how i feel about it i was just looking at a lot of tree a lot of sticks there's a lot of the same deaths. I want a different deaths. I don't know. Or we could have like had um, a just different scenery where it's like, oh, what's this random oasis doing here? What's this weird waterfall? What's this weird singing I'm hearing? You know, Ooh, yeah. some, something, just a different more element. Witch. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the, I think that they could have used the cultists a little bit more like peppered throughout. But I I, 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 I think they were, I'm I'm sure it, they were staying true to the novel and I'm sure it worked differently in a novel than it wouldn't, you know, yeah. a movie. Yeah, and I think we would have gotten that element in the novel with the other people's nightmares and hallucinations. More to look at there, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page. That's really good, though. (laughs) We we rarely do both love movies that much. So those are really good ratings, but this is the tough part. So we have to go. (laughs) We have to go to our scoreboard. Guys, come follow us over onto our website and click on the scoreboard and... Let's look at this mess. I figure we'll just start with um, The Descent since it's the same movie. So let's go to The Descent. The Descent is number 30 out of 85. I think that's a reasonable place. A reasonable area. Yeah. Okay. Do you like it more or less than The Descent? Oh, wow. I know. I I know. I feel like if you had asked me that prior to doing the research for this um, episode, I would have said less. But 
I really like the mythology. I know. Ugh. And I feel like the monsters in the descent are a little bit flatter than this monster. They are, but I think I I like the I you think like that, the descent more. I think I I think that there's more going on in the descent. There's a lot more action. Um there's a lot more I feel like I'm I'm I don't know. I think it's scarier. I agree. It's scarier because there is more and there's more monsters to fight. Yeah, and, and there's different types of deaths. You're right. And there's more girl on girl drama, which for some reason yeah, I feel like I can us. understand yeah. better. Yeah, we love <laughs> yeah. that shit. So yeah. I'm gonna say I like the descent more, but I still okay. again I still adore, adore, adore this movie. Okay. Okay. I'm there with you. Okay. So that puts it. Oh shit. This is hard. Okay. So right under I the know. descent is the witch. Oh my God. Oof. Ugh. I like the witch better than. Okay. Okay. Better than this. I, I like think. this better than the witch, but I love the witch. Oh, really? So I'm okay with that. Okay. Blair Witch. What the fuck are you doing at number 39? God. Fucking Chris. It was Chris. It was fucking Chris. <laughs> it's always Chris. God. I'm so unhappy with that. Okay, I guess that this puts it... What if we call it new number 32, Below the Descent, Below the Witch? Okay, sounds good. A I very like good score, by the way. A good, a good yeah. ranking, even though it seems bad. We love horror movies, so we love most of these movies. Not all I of know. them. Such a struggle. I mean, it's definitely in the top half. Oh, yeah, easily in the top half. Yeah. I don't know. I'm conflicted, but I, I, I'm i okay with it. I just, it's the Blair Witch that upsets me. Just like whenever you would look at The Exorcist and it was at the bottom for so long. And it, uh, it, it dude, know. it's top 10. I know. I love it now. It, it got, it got scooched to the top. Oh, well, it's not top 10 anymore. <gasps> it's not. It's top 15. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. 15 out of 85. That's pretty damn fuck. good. Yeah. All I right. Agree. Well, uh, just a quick shout out to our club members for supporting us. Thank you guys so much for listening, for supporting, for writing in, for giving us your suggestions. Um, and I just want to say that we would so appreciate if you like this podcast, a really big way that we grow is through reviews. That's how people kind of make the decision, hey, am I going to listen to this podcast or not? So we want to keep it Hi. So if you guys are able to give us a five-star rating and review, I will absolutely read those on the air and give you full credit and do my little Snoopy happy dance because we do need them and it is how we keep things going. So I I implore you, if you haven't already, if you feel so inclined, just give us a quick little five-star and maybe a couple of words. Yeah. Tell us. Give us feedback. Yeah, give us feedback. If there's stuff that you don't like, there's stuff that you want us to do differently, please email us. It's nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com or things you like, things you want more of. Let us know. Uh, we really, we're, we are here to serve the club. We are, we really do consider ourselves presidents of a club and you guys are our club members and we want to take care of you and make a, make a show that you guys like. So let us know. In many episodes too. Let us know about many episodes. If there's topics you want covered, we got a whole thing for them. So let us know. <laughs> we want to talk about it. All the weird things. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know. Well, that's all I have to say about the ritual. Banging movie. Really like it. Strongly recommend. Do you have any other words? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Well, until next time, you guys, stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. Stay spoopy.